Hello, I'm Christina Suzuma with YHTV's Trinity of Life. Come join me this week as I speak to Soleil Hepner, a faculty of Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, as she shares with us that form of therapy that may be what you need. Hey, Christina, thank you for that. It's always so much fun to be with with you all, um, even virtually, even oddly over this um, video and this new way of um, getting the word out. So thanks for having me. This is pretty amazing, isn't it? It's quite a difference yeah. from just being on the phone, being audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes me a little nervous. I like actually had to get dressed, you know, a little more appropriately than when I've been in the virtual world yoga conference, which is, you know, only verbal. I'm sitting in my pajamas and I decided to like put jewelry on for you. <laughs> So oh, I hope you all feel very special, <laughs> as do I. Yeah, it's, it's such a different concept. And, and I know for so many, it's so wonderful to actually be able to see you. And um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, a whole different, it's a whole different realm when you're able to see someone and see them interact, see the body language, see the light in their eyes. And it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so, Soleil, you've had such an interesting journey in your life and such an interesting flow from one world to the next. Could you share a little bit of that with us uh, and our audience? Sure. Actually, it's kind of fun because here we are using all this technology, and that was my my background for 20 years. I came from a high-tech corporate uh, world and started in the early 80s. And uh, there weren't many women in uh, the work that I did back then. And so um, I came up, you know, being a programmer and a project manager and a business development and marketing person and, and all of that. And I got to about the year 2000 when so many things were changing and I'm up here in Seattle and up here in Seattle, all the dot coms were crashing at that time. And so people Ooh. were getting laid off. And at that time I worked for Getty Images which was a oh, lovely wow. company to work for. Mm -hmm. And I'd worked for Microsoft and I've worked for Adobe and Aldous at that time. Wait a um, minute. You're more, you are such a techie. <laughs> I'm a total techie. So I'm so loving that we're sitting here on technology, which 10 years ago when I was in high tech, we never would have thought, you know, it was coming to this place. So um, yeah, I'm, to I'm total techie. I'm totally loving this. But the one thing that happened for me was that I also recognized I was really um, missing the personal human connection. I started going to uh, to yoga, and um, and I thought, oh, yoga, who who needs that? You know, like oh, <laughs> and and it was still kind of new then, but of course I loved it. I fell in love with it. It was um, a place for me to be in a really different, different way. It was also a place where all of a sudden I was less with men and more with women. And that um, felt really wonderful. But what I decided was I needed to bring some of that work into where I was working at Getty Images. So by 1999 or 2000 or so, I asked them if I could um, do some yoga breaks in the middle of the day to help us sort of connect and refocus and, and all of that. And they said, 
oh no, we can't do yoga, you know, because back then yoga isn't what it was, you know, what it is now. And I said, okay, so what if we, they didn't like the the sound of yoga. I said, okay, so what if we don't do yoga? We're going to do Goya. And they said, well, what's Goya? And I said, well, get off your ass. And can I say that? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So 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 they were fine. They're like, okay, we can do Goya. So So, so you made that up? Yeah, I made it up. (laughs) Actually, you know, I worked, it was such a creative environment. I'm sure that it was probably a few of us who made that up. (laughs) So so we were doing Goya. And one of the things that um, I think was a turning point for me was there was a gentleman who had been doing the breaks, the stretching with me and all. And he came into my office one day and we started talking about the project we were working on. And then after we were talking about that, he said, you know, I've got this thing that's happening in my hip. He was in some real pain and he mm. wanted some stretching for it. But as we were talking about it, he he told me, because we were just coming into, you know, the, the dot-coms were crashing and we... We were having to go mm-hmm. through layoffs, and he oh, wow. was so concerned. He was in deep fear that he was going to lose his job. And because he was older, he was in his 50s, which in the high-tech realm was oh, yeah. fairly old. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was scared that he would not find work. And so mm-hmm. at that point, you know, I wished I had had the work that I do now. I wished I'd known about Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy and how to work with both the emotional aspect that was coming up in his body as the pain in his hip. Mm-hmm. At the time, I gave him some stretches and that was sort of it. But that's always sort of stayed in me. And so <clears throat> I knew in 2001 I was done with high tech. Um, wow. I didn't know what I was going to do. That made me very fearful. I was a single mom. Um, but I, bless their hearts, Getty laid me off. So I, I got severance. Um, I was probably the only person skipping and jumping out, you know, as I walked out of the place. <laughs> and, um, of course, I left my office with all of my um, business cards that they had made for me taped up throughout the whole office and they probably didn't like me but I was just so joyful and I was so happy and the person who walked me out with my box and the pink slip and stuff was like wow you're really happy I'm like I know and I have no idea what I'm gonna do so um it was a great place it was a fearful space but it took about eight months before I happened to be down at a um at a workshop in Santa Cruz at Mount Madonna for anyone who knows that. And, um, the workshop I was at wasn't very good. Um, but I was sitting and having lunch with someone and she started talking about the workshop she was doing. And as she talked about it within 15 seconds, I thought, this is what I want to do. I just knew it. And she was doing Phoenix rising yoga therapy. You were there for a whole different workshop that had to do with yoga and wellness. Oh, it was a, um, it was a spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it wasn't necessarily about yoga. It certainly was about waking up Mm -hmm. and all, but it just wasn't speaking to me. Right. And then I, I realized, oh, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to find out about Phoenix Rising. And so that, that was in May. So I came back from there and I called up Phoenix Rising and I said, okay, I want to do this. 
And she took my credit card and I said, when can I do it? And she said, well, we have level one, two and three starting in June. And this was May. So I would be back east. Um, they're in Vermont now. They were in Massachusetts then. So <clears throat> I would be back east for all of June. I gave her my credit card and I said, um, uh, I said, is there anyone around me who can give me a session? Because I'm not really sure what this is. And she said, so you just paid for level one, two, and three, and you're going to do this, <laughs> but you don't know what this is. I said, yes, is that a problem? And she was so funny. She says, oh, no, we'll take your money. (laughs) (laughs) But as it turned out, there was someone who was going through the program and needed bodies to work on, and she lived just two blocks from me. So I went down and I had sessions. And that was sort of the start of Phoenix Rising for me. And I went and I just dove right in. And um, and there's something about, for me, the combination of using my body <clears throat> mm-hmm. and my mind. So Phoenix Rising is comes from two traditions. It comes from the yoga tradition. Um, uh, Michael Lee, who founded Phoenix Rising, uh, came from Kripalu. Mm-hmm. So that tradition is there. But it also comes from the tradition of psychology, and uh, for those who know of the work of Carl Rogers, uh, it's it's predominantly that area of psychology that we use, Carl Rogers' work. Mm-hmm. And so the combination of the two of those um, just made such sense to me. I mean, I was a, a kinesthetic person, and I remember that story. I remember the story of my friend, my coworker coming into my office and recognizing that the pain in his hip was associated with the emotional fear of losing his mm-hmm. job, the what-ifs around that, mm-hmm. and... Um, and now I recognize, you know, how how I could have been to support his his exploration and his journey around it using the work that I do now, the the Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy work. And and you when know. you when you first went there and you finally uh, experienced a session for yourself, what was that like? <laughs> well, I have to say, the first sessions that I took from the student that were here were not very good. On, from my perspective, from for me, mainly mm-hmm. because what I was doing was watching her to see if I could actually do this. So I wasn't oh. really internally working with my stuff. I was like, I was like, oh my god, can I do that? Can I touch a body <laughs> that way? I've never moved someone like that. I've never talked with someone like that. So that totally got in the way, and I knew that was there. So when I went and I did level one and level two, I knew that at some point I was going to choose to move more deeply into the work, but I needed some base. And this is just how I work. Some people dive right in first off, but I needed a little bit of a base. Mm -hmm. So at the point of, um, moving into level, level one is four days, level two is six days and level three starts an eight month program. So you're, you're there week in level three. So by level three, I knew I was going to have my first real session. I was ready for it. I was exhausted from all the learning. I was scared to death. And I, I remember that session so well. I think I cried all the way through it. And, um, 
and the person who worked with me, um, it, it was so gentle. It was so beautiful. Um, I had a, a sense of my grandmother being around who she had died probably five years before I started. this. Wow. Yeah. The start of level three. <laughs> I know some people get into it a lot quicker. I'm, I'm a little more, well, let me just see, let me observe this a little bit. Right. So, right. yeah. Oh, then you could finally immerse yourself, which that's part of the therapy. <laughs> really right, immersing right. yourself. And I think, I was surprised by that because I actually, when I went into the work, there was a big part of me because at this point I'm on unemployment. I'm going through retraining. There are no jobs out there in the high tech realm right now, you know, at that point. And, um, and I thought, oh my God, I have to make money, you know, like this has to be a profession for me. Mm -hmm. And so I went in with sort of that single mindedness. What surprised me was how personal this was going to end up being and, um, how, how, how much my life would change, mm -hmm. how much my, um, my beliefs in who I am and how I I was choosing to be in the world, um, was going to be altered. Uh, so it was a very rich, confusing, um, vibrant, scary, joyful time in my life. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And, and do you miss the tech world? <laughs> I would love to say yes, <laughs> but somehow I find I'm more into technology now than I probably was back then. The thing about it, though, is that I've chosen the way that I've done it. So on top of being a, a private practitioner of Phoenix Rising, and I run groups, and I speak at conferences, and now I'm on faculty with them, which I've been for about five years as a trainer in level one and two, the the other part of my world is very high tech. I actually put out the online community um, social site and newsletter uh, for Seattle, and that's called Yoga Blaze, and there's about 50,000 people on it. And so somehow I, technology has certainly not left me, but I've corralled it in a way that makes sense to me. Like this is still in the yoga world, mm -hmm. and I get to connect with with uh, people doing amazing work, yoga therapists and yoga teachers and studio owners and, um, you know, uh, kirtan artists and all. And, and that, that supports my own pra um, practice. Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. So you've basically yeah. integrated both your lives together. I have. <laughs> yeah. I certainly wasn't anticipating that, you know, right. I have to laugh because, um, and, and this might put some people off, but that whole idea about being able to visualize, you know, where you're going and what you want and all. If I had tried to do that 10 years ago when I first started down this path or when I, I first left high tech, my vision would have been so colored and so limited. I, I would have had no idea how to... Um, how to create, how to visualize the, the, um, that, that mm -hmm. I would, 
bring high tech together into the yoga realm or that I could somehow bring what I've learned in mind, body, you know, psychology and yoga to the high tech realm. I I don't think I, I knew that that was a possibility back then and I would have really limited myself. So all I could say and all I continue to say um, for myself is how do I best serve? How do I best serve? And then things show up and I say yes or no. (laughs) I don't know. There's no magic to it. (laughs) But that is the magic, isn't it? You know, just to say yes or no, make that choice. Yeah. 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 At some point you have to. You just have to make a choice knowing that it may not be, there is no right choice. There's simply the choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, we, we completely understand here. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> yeah. um, now, now, so, so you really actually had your certification in yoga uh, before all of this started. I mean, you, you, got, we, you got your certification while you were still in the tech industry. Yeah, I got that in uh, 2000, I think. I so, completed 2000. Yeah. And, and then in in Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy, do you find that there's a lot of the, um, it is truly yoga-based and in what, if you could articulate like in what areas that it is yoga-based? Well, we have an interesting combination so um, <clears throat> some people come from the yoga world. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say that um, as I've gone through all the different trainings over the past five years, the, the big shift that I've seen is that the people who are coming into the trainings are, are um, less yoga teachers and more uh, mental health practitioners. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so everyone comes into Phoenix Rising with their specialty, you know, with their with the place that they feel most comfortable. Um, so we have postures uh, that that um, work with all the different parts of the body. So that if someone comes in and says, you know, I've got this thing going on with my shoulder and my neck or with my hip, you know, like now that. Um, with that gentleman who came into me, I'm always thinking, oh, if I could only have done this posture with him. Uh-huh. So, th- so that's a part of it. But the way that we do the posture isn't simply just moving, um, uh, moving through the posture. It's holding the edge. Okay. And the edge for us is that place of, as Pema Chodron calls it, it's that place of therapeutic discomfort. Mm. So we learn to hold a body to a point where someone says, hold it right there. There's something happening. And that something happening may be physical, like it might be a stretch that's happening or the edge of pain or something. But it might also be um, something else, like a memory is coming up or an emotion is coming up or, or just something weird, you know, or different is happening. It might be really subtle. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it might be so subtle, in fact, like it, it could be this, like go ahead and clasp your hands together, right? Mm-hmm. And then open your hands up and then move the other thumb and fingers in front and do it the other direction. 
So it's kind of subtly different, like, oh, that's just a little different. So we work mm -hmm. on that edge. We work on that edge where something different is mm -hmm. happening. And so we hold the body at that point. And then the other part of our work kicks in, that, that talking part. And the talking part sounds like this. We ask, what's happening now? And they may say, oh, well, that's a very, you know, like the guy with the hip, he, he might say, there's pain there. And I may say something like, say more about the pain. And so they get to dive into the next layer, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this physical thing going on, but then there's probably layers that are happening underneath of that. And that's where the, the talking connects in with the, uh, with the physical. So that's how the two are fitting together. Our sessions start with a kind of centering meditation. I, they call it centering. I like to think of it as an opening. It's like sitting and turning inward, which for me means closing my eyes or, you know, somehow turning inward um, to notice what's happening right now in my breath, what's happening right now in my body and in my emotions and in my mental, you know, thought activity. And in my spiritual connection, however you speak of that, whether you speak of it as God or, or simply a place of knowing that's inside of you. Um, and so you get to connect in in a sort of yogic meditation. And then you speak about that. Well, what is showing up right now? So mm -hmm. that starts our session. And then we do those um the, the postures with the dialogue, but we also end in what we call an integration. And the integration allows people to go, okay, what just happened? Like, what are all the things that showed up? And what's the one thing that feels really important right now? And so like at the Virtual World Yoga Conference, when I ran the integrations, the question was, well, what just happened for you today? And what's the key piece? And how's that connecting into your life? Because it's one thing to do our work on the map, but we don't live life on the map. We, we live it out there, you know? And so how are you going to be with that? What's, uh, what's the action you might take to bring what you just learned out into your life? So we complete our sessions with a way of integrating the work and making sure that it connects in with your life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that it's truly transformative. Mm -hmm. It's it's like, uh, okay, so the steps are, they go through the experience and it's almost like summarizing the experience that they went through so that there's another stage of awareness in right. in that learning. Right. And of course, they're the ones doing the summarizing. So as a practitioner, one of the big things that we train our practitioners on is to get out of the way, to be non-directive. We don't diagnose, we don't prescribe. So even that action step at the end is not something we tell them to do. It's something that they come up with. So it's interesting too, and, and I love what you're saying about how it's less the yoga individuals that are coming to learn it and more the people who, you know, work with, you know, psychology or therapists in that way, mm -hmm. that they're realizing that there is a different, you know, they're attempting different uh, ways to work with their clients. And that's very exciting right. for me to hear that. 
Right. I think we're all looking at ways to be more holistic, mm-hmm. you know, including all the different parts of us um, and knowing that, you know, our clients come into us from different places. Some people come in and they're really in their physical body and there's a lot of pain or whatever happening. Yes. Some people come in and they're just totally awash in emotion hmm. and that's where we start it. Um, and some people come in and it's a total mind thing. They have to talk and they're thinking and it's like, yep, that's where we are. So, um, so that's, that's really wonderful. And so, so your, um, uh, I, I do understand that you're moving shortly. You're moving in the next mm-hmm. few months down to mm-hmm. Southern California. <laughs> I know you're all excited. I'll be closer to you. Oh yes. yeah. I've uh, decided to move to the San Diego area. I've been in Seattle for about 25 years or so. Wow. And, um, and my son is now in college and he's gone and I need more sunshine. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's closer to my parents and it's, it's time for me, you know, to move. And, uh, so I will be building my private practice down there. So if anyone knows of any folks in San Diego, um, certainly just go to my website. My phone number probably won't change. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) These days you don't have to do that. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Another amazing another amazing piece of technology for us that you can be anywhere in the world and uh, anywhere right. in the country and it's yeah. your cell phone still works it's wonderful right remember those that old time age when you even the mobile phone you had to change your number if you switched oh, yes. you know providers yeah doesn't that just seems so old fashioned now it, it, <laughs> yes and it was only what 5 years ago right <laughs> right <laughs> so, so I'm keeping my number. <laughs> great, great. So we'll, we'll definitely uh, uh, know to to focus people towards you down there in San Diego. I'm sure you know that Thank that's you. they they seem to be um, they seem to have a lot of workshops and classes and uh, um, a lot of things going on in the holistic world in San Diego, which is very nice. Yes. Yes. It's lovely down there. And I feel Seattle has that as well. And in mm-hmm. fact, through Yoga Blaze, the the um, newsletter I put out, I certainly promote people yes. um, to do that work. So they are both very rich locations mm-hmm. um, open to this, to the work that I do. So, so you still teach as a Phoenix Rising faculty and mm-hmm. you still do, you will be doing uh, taking clients on, basically working with them one-on-one? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have one training. Um, uh, I, I just finished an LA training earlier this year, um, and we haven't yet scheduled a training for San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to come. I have a Seattle level one and two training in July, end of July, early August this year. Uh-huh. Um, And so I'll be back up here and I get to, you know, work with my clients. It'll be hard to, to leave my practice here. So I'll probably go back and forth for a little while. And, um, and. But the trainers really teach you all, take you all over. Yes, they have. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I've been to Maui, which was lovely. I've been to New York City, which is very different from Maui and Chicago. <laughs> oh, yes. Vancouver. I was so happy to teach up in Vancouver. I thought, oh, I'm now an international <laughs> yoga therapy trainer. And that seems so funny to me because I thought, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't, you know, I just wouldn't have guessed Right. that I was going to be doing this work. And so it's it's very funny for me. You know, I know a lot of people feel this way, and I certainly sometimes feel like, oh, I, am I faking it? Like, is that, <laughs> am I for real that, you know? And then I do these trainings, and I see how powerful these circles are and mm-hmm. um, and and how how and why you know I just love this work, and I'm continually reminded through other people as they um, come to it and have their own aha moments mm-hmm. um, that oh I, yeah I'm not faking it it's it's so much who I am now. You know, it's, I bring it to my relationships. I bring the quality of awareness and listening and, um, compassion, uh, uh, that I, I learned as a technique, you know, is really something that has become incorporated into who I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Um, so you, travel and gallivant all over <laughs> during the trainings so people uh-huh. don't have to go to is it massachusetts that that uh, phoenix rising is in what? they're in vermont now bristol mm-hmm. vermont really really sweet space and mm-hmm. um which is a great place to go the level one and two trainings are all over um the country all over the world mm-hmm. um so you just need to go on the um phoenix rising site pryt.com and uh, and look up the schedule and see if there's something nearby. It doesn't mean that I'm teaching it, but the trainers who are there, there's only like five or six of us, I think. So we don't have a ton of trainers. And everyone is so top-notch and such high quality in both um, the the way they are in facilitating the work and in the way that they are personally. Um, every Every faculty person is is amazing and um so um so it doesn't matter who you go see mm-hmm. you know i'd love for you to come to me of course but it makes absolutely no no difference and then there are certain parts of our training that can only be done right now in vermont including the level three um and some of the other modules that we have we also have yoga teacher training so <clears throat> so we train um uh, those who want to teach in a class setting, how to use the concepts of Phoenix Rising and our themes to verbally lead a class of people who have their eyes closed. Oh. Uh-huh. And that the themes for us are around um, awareness of the body, awareness of the mind and emotions, acceptance, choice, self and relationship, uh, discernment, truth, Mm -hmm. truth and action and flow or full engagement. Mm. And so these concepts come out through the, it's an eight week, um, program that people can learn to teach as part of their yoga class. And they're very deep, rich classes that go beyond 
the more hatha flow, you know, regular yoga classes that people see. This is some real personal work that be, that can be done now in a group setting. So yeah. did they just launch that area of it or was that always in existence? No, Michael Lee started, um, well, let's see, I went through training in 2002. The first group facilitator training I did directly with Michael Lee in 2003. And he has a book, it's called Turn Stress into Bliss, that outlines the eight-week program. And uh, this program is um, similar in format to John Kabat-Zinn's um, mindfulness-based stress reduction program. Uh, it varies in that I think we have Phoenix Rising has a little bit more of a, a twist around um, using the body and doing more movement, but also the themes and the way that we run the themes and the group um, conversations, uh, dialogues, and the um, uh, integration process that we have um, it makes it a little different. But it is an eight-week program uh, that you go to once a week and then in the middle of the program there's an all-day silent retreat between weeks uh four and uh five so um so in format it it's like john's program and so that started in 2003 so i was advanced certified in that and then they pulled out from the group facilitator program just the movement part just the asana part with the dialogue and created that as our yoga therapy, um, as our Phoenix rising yoga teacher training. Hmm. So, um, so that part has become its own, uh, program that people can get a 200, um, yoga Alliance certified. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. Yoga teacher certification as a Phoenix rising. Mm -hmm. um, style. So, teacher. and then Soleil, uh, with individual sessions, if you mm -hmm. can share with us what that might entail, like how long it usually goes for what, what someone would expect. If, if I came to see you down in San Diego and said, okay, Soleil, I'm ready for my session. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm ready for my session. Um, Actually, you'd be like a lot of people who say, I don't know why I'm here, yes. but I know I have to be here sort of thing. Right, mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. what, what would I expect during that session? So during that session, the first session is always a bit of getting to know each other, of mm -hmm. course. So there is, we have a form that you fill out that gives us a little bit of your history, um, both physically, but also your story. What are you coming in with? And what is it that you want to get out of doing this work? Even if you don't know, there's probably something that's happening in life that's calling you to, um, to make some kind of change or to feel better in some way. And so we put that out as a part of, you know, the work. And then we go through the session and the session can last um, anywhere from, you know, 75 to 90 minutes or so. The first session, sometimes a little bit longer as you go through all of the forms. So then you're going through the centering and the opening and the dialogues and the posture and completing with that integration and finding the action that you're going to take out into your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's that's what a session looks Is like. It, um... Uh, a weekly? Do you usually suggest people come weekly or does it depend on the individual and how how they progress or how they're unraveling what I used to like to say? 
Yeah, yeah. It's so varied. And I think one of the things Phoenix Rising is really good about is making sure that the client is empowered in making those kinds of decisions. So most often, um, well, I have people who come in there in something that's really big. It's very episodic, you know, and so they're there and they're, you know, needing some some support now, in which case maybe they come once a week. Mm. Um, then I have clients who are going through something like that, but they're also working complementary with a therapist, um, you know, if it's something that that's happening emotionally or if they're in a lot of pain, they're also working with massage therapists or chiropractors or someone like that, PT, mm-hmm. in which case they may alternate. They may come to me one week and they may go to them another week or something like that. Um, and um, and then there are people who just need to check in so often. So I've I've got people who have been with me for, you know, many years and maybe they come once a month, you know, um, just to go, I, I just need to hear myself. You know, everyone's telling me stuff and I need to hear that still quiet voice, mm, you know, mm, mm. and so they'll check in every so often until something episodic happens and then they, they come, you know, they come more often. Right. So we really allow um, clients to choose for themselves. Now, I say that, and a part of me says, okay, and then I saw something different. So last year, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Phoenix Rising has gone through, is going through a, a research project to, see, to, to really dive into the efficacy of the work that we're doing. Now, this is a long project. Nothing's come out yet. Um, but I was a part of that project last year. I gave sessions to um, several people. And the, the way that we did it was that they had to commit to doing 10 sessions within a 12-week period. So there were two weeks that if something came up, they couldn't make it that week we had a little, you know, leeway. So these were people who were coming knowing that they were working for 10 weeks straight. It made, yeah. And I have to say it made the quality of their work Mm. so much better. Um, it, uh, they knew they were there. They were working with things consistently week to week. And I was really, um, pleased, but also it kind of opened my eyes to the idea that, wow, if someone really is working on something to commit to a period of time is also really powerful. So I tell people that I let them know that and let them make their, their own choice around that. But I also offer packages that support, you know, um, cost around that because I want people to get the work that they need in the way that they do it. In in the way that they need it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I will cost out a package for someone um, that can support wow, that that's process. That's to be able to be so focused for that amount of time, you know, just on mm-hmm. oneself. It's dedication. Yeah, it's it's getting over the fear. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, getting over the fear of what might unravel during that time. <laughs> I I hear your laugh. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask. Tell me more about fear, but I won't. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's I, it. It is just you know. It, it's so amazing. The you know uh, because of when I'm doing body work, it 
you know, when people go, oh, yes, I'm fine. And oh, yes, I can, you know, mm. but, you know, we're all human and there is so much around us that just layers and layers. And, and as we peel them away, we expose the next layer, which is really wonderful and exciting. And I always right. call it an adventure, but, you know, it's uh, the change. Change is, uh, it always takes a little while. So again, just that it takes eight weeks for change to occur. So even if some big life-changing experience happens on the mat, there's then bringing it out into the world and taking those action steps. But it's not just taking it once, but actually, you know, doing that over and over again so that this this ritual, this new ritual um, it becomes a part of who you are. And so... Um, so that's why, you know, we have an eight week program. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so the group would actually stay together for the eight weeks. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a while. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we stay together. I mean, we, we meet once a week for about two and a half hours and then there's homework and things that you do um, on your own. And then you come back into the group the following week oh, and you get to really, see yeah yeah so you're not in residence together okay got it yeah boy that would be really interesting i would love to try that through can could you do something like that over like online like what we're doing right now actually yes and um i've been uh uh I've had one small program, a four-week program, and I've actually got one coming up for a group up here in Washington, the um, Washington Healthcare Association, starting in September. We're doing the first four weeks, and if that goes well, we'll continue with the next four weeks. Um, but it is an online program, and, um, and with technology – people can talk with each other mm -hmm. online. So we actually will have a, a circle um, in a sense um, that it, it's not quite as rich. You're not in person and the, and all, but, uh, and I say that it's not as rich. I don't think that's actually true. I think you get out of it what you put into it. And um, so it's just different. It's yes. different not being in person. Right. Um, but, you know, that's a bit of our life right now. Look at what yes. we're doing, yes, you know? Absolutely. And so if we're really going to choose to be in life the way that it's now being set up because of technology and because people live all over the place, then how do we connect mm -hmm. um, even virtually? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I used to run this program. I used to call it, and I think I... I spoke on this, I think our first, the very first virtual world yoga conference that I called Unplug to Plug In. Mm -hmm. And so it's around, you know, actually technology is a part of our life. So here's my, you know, 20 years of high tech coming up. It is a part of our life now. And how do we choose to be around that? When is it time to turn off? and unplug and right. when is it time to plug in and how can we do that more consciously and, mm -hmm. and i do believe i mean there there was a time where I, as for myself the fear of computers were was never in the tech world at all that's that's never been my realm electromagnetic energy blah 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 you know just the continuous chatter 
Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now I have uh, about eight monitors around me, <laughs> completely filled with with technology, uh, which again, as you say, it's a choice of the knowingness of how how this um, society is beginning to move forward in and when to plug in and when to unplug, as you say, is very important and finding that balance. But how brilliant it is. I mean, I know that I love being that forever student, but the the cost for me to get from one place to another, for example, and to actually tap in, plug in to the masters and plug into the experts is there is, you know, the time that it would take, the funds that it would take. Right. Um, literally, and, and then the time when you are also needing to make a living. Right. You know, how does right. one do that at this day and age? Um, and uh, it was And not to put a plug in for you guys, but of course, that's the brilliance behind Virtual World Yoga Conference that you all are offering each year, you know, to be able to connect with the masters mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't financially cost me and resource and time right. um, cost me is really magnificent. Yes, on, on both parties, on both parties. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for the individuals mm-hmm. who are participating and for the experts and the masters, as you say, that they don't have to worry about getting on a plane, going through security, right. the flight time, and then the change in mm-hmm. diet, <laughs> which I know a lot of it is like they, they end up in a city or a town where they go, I couldn't find anything that was, you know... Um, vegan or vegetarian and so they're just eating nuts and grains in their hotel room right (laughs) right (laughs) right so so i know and so many of them who have flown internationally for so many years and they're just tired now whereas if they could put their full focus into teaching and extending their gifts you know forward uh, that's that's the brilliance of this technology and interestingly enough, um, we just had previously a gentleman by the name of Stephen Sadlier, who teaches mm-hmm. Shaktipat meditation, which is the transference of energy. Mm-hmm. And he is so able to do it. He's got it so that people can sense it through the phone line or through online videos. So that transference of energy and being able to adapt and being open, really, mm-hmm. to feeling the energy and feeling, I mean, it's like for, for me right now to be able to see you, I mean, I feel like I'm in the room with you. Right. Yeah. You know, I've gotten over that hump. Is a whole other thing now. <laughs> and just wait till 3D comes out. Oh my gosh. Then we'll hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's when, it's when um, smell starts happening. Yes, <laughs> then I yes. might get a little freaked out. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd always like that. You know, being in a yoga <laughs> classroom. No, I, I could do with just the video. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, what smell would you want? <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. There'll be a choice. Um, so, so like, is um, would you like to take a moment? I think you had mentioned that you might like to take a moment and do an exercise to give people a little experience or how do you feel? Uh, yeah. How much time do we have? Just so I know. Um, 10, 15 10. minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, actually, I don't even need that amount of time. Let's do this. <clears throat> 
<laughs> so um, because I, I work with high tech folks mm-hmm. and um, there and and everyone says, I don't have time. I don't have time, you know, to do this work. And so um, there's something that Michael Lee created as a part of his program, the Turn Stress into Bliss program, which is um, one of the exercises that we give out to our group to do. So I'm going to ask if we have at least 20 seconds. Oh. Okay. Got 20 seconds? Oh, absolutely. I even have the ten, five to 10 minutes. You, I, I'm right <laughs> here with you. We'll do it over and over I'm and over present. again until you get it right. <laughs> there you go. So this is called the 20-second awareness break. Mm. And this is all you're going to do. When I say go, we're going to stop and you're going to notice. Okay? And you can notice whatever is happening inside of you whatever is happening outside of you. And then at the end of 20 seconds, I'm going to ask you to accept what it is that you notice with a, ah, so it is. Okay? Okay. And then we'll move on from there. And I'll explain it more later why we're doing it. But Okay, ready? Go. Ah, uh, so it is. Uh, so Except. it is. Hmm. So, so what did you notice? Oh, the first thing I noticed was tension in my neck. I think I slept a little funny last night. But from that point, it was, oh, it's so nice to just take a moment. <laughs> and I felt everything just completely become peaceful. And I sank further into my bounce ball that I'm sitting on. I could just uh-huh. feel my body melt. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I heard you say, ah, so it is. And I went, oh, already? <laughs> <laughs> you could have continued melting. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was so, blissful. <laughs> right, right. And sometimes it's not. But here's the thing. Awareness and, and building, you know, mindfulness is a big thing right now, that idea of, of really being present to what's happening in our life. And why do we want to do this? Um, so there's this, um, there's, there's all the things that happen in our life, right? There's all the, this is what happened. And then we react to it. Mm-hmm. So this happens and we react. So what we're trying to do is sort of open the space between what happened and how we react so that we're opening the space, right? And we're getting to a point where we can make some considered choices rather than being strictly reactionary, all right? Mm -hmm. And so in order to build that space, take some awareness. It takes a moment to stop, okay? And awareness is like a muscle. So you have to build the muscle of awareness. you got to exercise it. And the way to do that, one of the ways, is using these 20-second awareness breaks. And to do them at times of low stress, when you're brushing your teeth, when you're cooking dinner, when you're just hanging out, probably best not to do it when you're in a car. Um, <laughs> You know, but you're, you're building that ability 
to notice what happened and stop and then accept, right? And um, so that when you get into a really high stress moment, you can stop, you have that muscle, and instead of reacting, you get to go, okay, what's here? So this is when I knew that Phoenix Rising actually was was something that I had incorporated into my life. So my son, um, when he was in sixth grade, he, um, he was dating a young girl, right? Sixth grade. It was sort of his first little <laughs> dating experience. And so I asked him a couple of weeks after he had told me about this, how it was going. And he said, oh, mom, I dumped her. And I thought, <laughs> Already? oh, my God, I was ready to jump on him and go, what do you mean you dumped her? What, you know, how could you do that? Just, that just sounds like I was putting my own stuff projecting onto him. So instead, I stopped and I took a breath. And then I said, well, what did that look like? Kind of like, you know, say more about that, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I saw her from across the room. She saw me. She smiled at me. I smiled at her. And that was it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, that has nothing to do with what was in my head. So it was at that point that I realized that I had learned, I had incorporated enough of the experience of Phoenix Rising, mm-hmm. of that ability to stop and notice and meet someone where they're at rather than trying to push my agenda on them, mm-hmm. um, that I re- recognize the importance of this work. So, um, so whether you're in a business setting or in a relationship setting or simply by yourself reacting to something, um, to, to allow that witness to take over. And why 20 seconds? Well, if you're in a really high sp- stress moment, the adrenaline rush that can occur from you takes about 17 seconds to move uh-huh. through your body. And so if you can hold the space for the adrenaline rush to go through before you react, before you make a choice and act on it, um, then you're, you're working from a, a much more centered, grounded place. Mm. So, Wonderful. so those are the 20 second awareness breaks. Um, are something that I offer people to do, you know, five or six times a day just to build it mm-hmm. so that it's there when you need it. I, I, yeah. I love that approach. I, I love the way you shared that uh, because it's so simple and mm-hmm. it doesn't take someone who's been learning meditation or any sort of a, a guided, a guided um, uh, exercise, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of guided, but it's not. It's right. sort of like and, the freedom to do that. Right, mm. right. The other thing that I'll put out, and this is something that Michael noticed when I was going through the group facilitator program and he was um, training us, and he noticed that I always went in, inward for the 20-second breaks and that I closed my eyes. And one day he said to me, what if you kept your eyes open? That was life-changing for me because I always go inward. I know the inside of me really well and I'm really comfortable there. Mm 
So my edge then was to go outward. And so what I do now during those breaks is I actually open my eyes really wide. I forget the name of the tracker who talks about this, the guy who who tracks animals and stuff. He talks about letting your eyes peripherally get really wide. And so I do that and notice the things that are around me. So just notice if you tend to go inward, Mm -hmm. you might want to go outward. And if you tend to be outward, you might want to try inward. Just as a, oh, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. fun. And, and the great part about it is, is everyone's full in, you're fully in control. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not like you're being guided anywhere. You are fully yeah. in control and it's just about being present at that moment. Right, right. And the acceptance part, that's a whole other big theme. I <laughs> get that. And just notice if you go, oh, I noticed that, but there's no way I'm accepting it. Like I cannot accept that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's happening in the moment. So just allow your yourself to accept that you're not accepting. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about acceptance right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just honoring the moment, honoring, honoring the thought. The mo- yeah. Yes, and not, not judging it or questioning it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, and noticing when we judge it. Oh, I can't do that right now. Um, noticing, oh, I'm making it better or good. It's like, yep, I can accept that too. I'm right. a judging person and judging is a part of what we do. So I know not judging is sort of the in thing right now. Um, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, you're not supposed to judge, but we do judge, sure. you know, so more, the more we struggle not to judge, mm-hmm. the more, you know, that which we resist persists, the more right. we'll judge. <laughs> My offer is to go ahead and judge, but be aware of it. That's right. You know, That's like, right. wow, okay, I'm judging. Can I accept that I'm judging? I, yeah. I totally agree. I'm right with you on that too. <laughs> I love it. I love this Phoenix rising. Right. You do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm so glad that you, you've been able to take the time to share with us, you know, the, the different levels of Phoenix rising, what you do. So like, cause that's something really that, that we here at Yoga Hub really never, really, we, we never got to delve into it and we never got to really fully understand, you know, that therapy in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many therapies out there, and we, we just there are, and they're love fabulous. to hear them. Yes, yes, and and I always say, you know, uh, depending on where the person is in their life, will depend on which one speaks to them at that point, that right. present time in their life. It could change in a month, you know, um, and some therapies are used as stepping stones for other therapies that will help them unleash, you know, whatever's lying within them. Right. Right. So I've gone to yoga therapists specifically for a back problem. And um, it was physical, it was diagnostic and prescriptive, and it was just what I needed at that time. Um, And then I do Phoenix Rising when it's the emotional stuff and the other layers are coming up. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to be able to uh, for example, be able to be bilingual enough in another language that mm-hmm. I could work with people in other countries or other languages as well so that they have an understanding. Mm-hmm. Because I know it's like with the, with the Asian culture, it's not so much of the talking and becoming aware of mm-hmm. you know, what is happening in the mind that is affecting the body as well. It's more mm-hmm. this is physical and this is mental. You know, they're right. quite separate. And to mm-hmm. to be able to help them integrate the two of them to realize that the body, mind, spirit is so connected, which they know on one scale, but it's mm-hmm. the practice of how to connect them and mm-hmm. be feel safe enough to connect them. 
And I get that's why you created Trinity TV. I mean, why it's called, you know, that for you. Because, yeah, I know that's such a critical part of your your own way of being. And I really appreciate it. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you for for acknowledging that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I, I, I love this, uh, Soleil, and I, I hope that, I mean, is there anything else that you might like to share with our audience? Mm, no, just to go online, I do have, um, we sort of talked about the stretch clock thing that I have. Yes. So for all your high techie people who are out there, um, if you're on the computer for far too long, like most of us, like um, I now. do have a program <laughs> that you can get on my website, soleilhepner.com. Um, it's it's a timer that will let you know you set the timer every 15 minutes or 30 minutes or once an hour. It will stop you and move you to a video Ooh. where I lead you through a Phoenix Rising style stretch, including mind and verbal. They last like two minutes and then it closes and it starts that timer again so that in another 30 minutes, you're going to get a different video. Okay. And you're going to stretch different parts all around the body and um, get different concepts to work with. Wonderful. So you can go to my site and just see there's a little box with a star that's called Download wonderful, Stretches. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Um, Soleil, do you have that uh, linked onto my Yoga Hub as well? I don't know. I'll, it, well, it's through my website, so I'm not sure I've – I'll make sure, like, to designate it somehow or – yeah, I, I mean, we'll figure that out. Maybe, yeah. maybe put the link onto the My Yoga Hub um, community as well, so that we okay. can link it into the community. That would be great too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just send me a link where I should do that. Absolutely. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free, you know. Oh, so. I, I, I'm, I'm look forward to checking that out. Okay. Is that that's okay. quite new, is it? Yeah, it, it's uh, brand new. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That sounds a lot Thank of fun. You. It is. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do, too. And it only so. takes two minutes. <laughs> it takes two minutes, and you'll see, you'll, um, you'll see one of my best friends who's um, going through the stretches as I lead them verbally. So. Oh, oh, I see. Great, <laughs> great. That's wonderful. So, yeah. so we've learned two things. A two-minute break and stretch from the computer or business or whatever it is you're doing, and a 20-second awareness moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little timeout. Only 20 seconds. You can even yeah, like set the that little time. little reset button. Right, right. And, Which we uh, know so well today. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're getting to know it very well, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, Soleil, for taking mm-hmm. the time. And, and uh, I can't wait to follow up with you during your move and everything. Thank so you. So that uh, when you get, old, get settled into San Diego, we can uh, shed some more light up down there lovely i'm looking forward to it thank you so much for just being open and and uh, creating the space uh for bringing so much learning to folks so thanks it's always fun to be with you guys oh thank you soleil and maybe one of these days we can even get michael lee back on here as well that would be great i'm sure he'd love that okay (laughs) i'll speak for him oh great (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much, Soleil. Have a okay. great week. Okay, namaste. Namaste, bye.